or the best there ever will be. You will rest in these. Best on the mic. Featuring your hosts, Darnell the Playmaker Celines, and from Sportsway, Dre Day. Best in the world. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Best on the mic podcast and what can I say? We are at the final floor. A long journey is soon about to end. So you already know me, your host, Diana the Playmaker Silence, Jacksonville, Florida. Out in Texas, my boy, Barry Man of Texas, Alizar Kazar, what's going on? How's it going, fellas? Hey, just so you guys know, I just got I got done voting a couple days ago. It was a hassle, but I got it done. I voted yesterday, before I went to work. So yes, if you can, go vote now. Don't wait till November 3rd, get it out the way. And we're representing Brooklyn, Brooklyn. My brother, the Yankees fan of the podcast. Dre Day, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? The Hoods ESPN is back in the building. Yes, get out there and vote. I can do mine next week. I think I think I think we can start doing our early voting next week. Oh, before we get started, you know you gotta say your line for me. Oh, it's episode time, motherfuckers. That's our cue. And like I said, we are at the final four because we went through the Elite Eight. Fellas, we had some good close matchups and one not so close whatsoever. But that's neither here or there. And to start it off with, we had Alex. It was the Nature Boy Witch Flair. Woo! Versus the Hot Rod Roddy Roddy Piper. Uh. And it went the Nature Boy's way by a vote of 28 to 18. You know, this is just not right. It is not right at all. Because while Ric Flair probably had the craziest promos, Roddy Piper had the crazy promos too, but he had his own talk show and he had his craziest promos on his crazy talk show. So Roddy Piper was unique, so I don't care what anyone says, Roddy Piper should have won. He's the bigger heel. Dre. Rick Flair took care of his bracket. As expected. When you told me about the when 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 you told me about the list, I said probably him and The Rock were probably gonna be the two locks and handle their bracket and get to the final four. Hey, Rick Flair, winner of the Flair bracket. But I do have something to say about Rick Flair. This is actually a promo I was actually thinking about during this one. I need to ask you guys if you guys remember it. It was in 2005. It was when Ric Flair had actually turned face after Triple H attacked him with that sledgehammer. Do you guys remember when that happened? I don't even think I was watching at that time. Yes. Rick, Rick Flair cut a promo describing the incidents that happened in his real life, like when he crashed, when he got in the airplane crash that broke his back, when he got hit by lightning. 
Like when he was trying to cut a promo telling Triple H, I may be old, but I'm not afraid of anything. Yes, I remember that promo. He he gave he was giving Triple H credit, but he reminded Triple H that this man is not done. And he had that bandage on his head and he ripped the bandage off and started bleeding like a stuck pig. That's nature boy for you. Am, am I lying, Dre? That's nature boy for you. That, that, that's Rick Flair for you. I mean, Lord knows how many times that guy bled. A lot. Very a lot. Alright! Rick Flair wins the Flair bracket. Then we get to the match two of the Elite Eight. It was the Dusty Rose bracket. Mr. Dre, the American Dream Dusty Rose went against Stone Cold Steve Austin. And when I say it was a battle, it was a battle. By a vote of 13-10, the Texas Rattlesnake Stone Cold Steve Austin took out the, the dream. Dre, how you find God bless the dead, American Dream of Dusty Rose. God bless the dead. But um, I'm 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 I'm, I'm kind of surprised that it was only 23 votes. I thought we might have got a little bit more, but I'm not I'm I'm not I'm not shocked at the margin at how Stone Cold won. I'm not I'm 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 not surprised. I mean Dusty Rose. I mean we've spoken about this a few times already. As far as great, like top showsmen on that mic, and Dusty Rhodes was definitely one of them. Um, I mean, obviously we all follow NXT. He was pretty much one of the. He was very instrumental with a lot of those superstars and helping them cut their promos and, te- and, and teaching them how to do their promos. So. I mean, it, 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 it wasn't it wasn't surprising for me for him to get to the Elite Eight. And I mean, Austin is my guy. He's going to be with me all the way to the end. So I'm kind of glad he won. But I wouldn't have been upset if Dusty Rhodes would have won. I would have respected it. If, 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 it's, if, if he was to lose to anyone, then Dusty Rhodes would have been the one that I wouldn't have had an issue with him losing. But he won. So final four, here we come. Very man. Well, Dre's absolutely right. I mean, there's a reason why Dusty Rhodes was teaching the young talent how to cut promos. It's not like Vince just randomly had a drawing and picked which veteran's going to do it. It doesn't work like that. But another reason is because, you know, and we've talked about talked about it before, guys, is that a lot of the fans today that know what we're, that we're doing this, they were not they were not watching during the days of like the NWA, you know, Jim Crockett promotions. You know, those were Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair's big years. So that that's the problem. I mean, a lot, a lot of us, and not not many of them, were, remember the Attitude Era very well. So it doesn't surprise that the votes kind of got low, even though Stone Cold won. But for me, Stone Cold really. I mean, I remember watching him cut promos as a kid, and and I loved him. Yeah, the American Dream. You, you can probably say Ric Flair and American Dream gave promos the spotlight that they need, and then you get to the Attitude Era, and it just blew up with, with the Rock and Triple H and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Would y'all agree? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. 
Dusty Rhodes couldn't couldn't complete his bracket. Stone Cold Steve Austin took the Dusty Rhodes bracket. Bearman, you called for the American Powers to fight again, and we was there for match three. The Hogan bracket between Hulk Hogan and the Macho Man Randy Savage. Talk about. The funny thing is, I think me and Dre saw this coming. I think me and Dre saw this coming. <laughs> because I woke up 14 to 7. The Macho Man Randy Savage defeats Hogan. Well, I think this yes. is purely my opinion, but here's one reason why I think Randy Savage won. Number one, a, a lot of wrestling fans always considered him to be better, but I'm talking also about the fact that when people learned about how Hulkin, Hulkin was backstage with all his backstage politics, Randy Savage was the kind of guy that would he would help guys get over. Hulk Hogan was not like that. So a lot of people, like, really upset with Hogan because of how selfish he was, you know. I mean, remember, there's a reason, I mean, some people say, why do you think Roddy Piper was never, never had the belt on him? Because they say Hulk Hogan never wanted to put him over. But at the same time, I mean, despite the backstage politics bullshit, Hulk Hogan did cut great promos. I mean, the ones I remember well, I mean, obviously, well, the ones I, I, I should say I did actually want to go back and see when I was watching on the network would be his promos as the leader of the NWO. Because I feel like the ones when he was the babyface in the 80s, it, it, it was always the same thing. Say your prior, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, you know. It was the same, it was always the same thing. Go ahead, Dre, before I hop in. I'm just glad Hogan is gone. I'm surprised he got this far, but he's not in the final four. The macho man took him out. Ooh, yeah. Dang it! You know, I'm gonna say this, Alex. I heard, I hear where you coming from, because me and Dre was talking about this on the last podcast. We was, was talking. A lot of people don't like Hogan, so Hogan might get beat by Macho Man, right? Yep. You know what I did? I listened to some Macho Man promos, Dre. His voice catching the issue. <laughs> I'm not gonna say Macho Man was because people don't like Hulk Hogan. Macho, when Macho Man speaks, you're a captive. <laughs> I'm saying I'm listening. I listen to like three promos of Macho Man. I'm saying him like so when he speaks, you're captivated. His voice caps you. <laughs> no, y'all know I love the Rock. John Cena did his thing. Nobody. Can talk like Macho Man. I mean, that's a fact. And it's like, yo, I gotta give it up. Macho Man deserved that one. So he's off to the final four where he deserved to be. I gotta give it to him. Macho Man Randy Savage takes the Hogan bracket. And then that brings us to one bracket left. Now, if you listen to the, if you listen to me tallying up the scores, you kind of figure how this last one kind of went because it was WrestleMania 28 and 29 all over again. But this time, 
the winner of this one wins the rock bracket and advance to the final four. It was The Rock versus John Cena. If 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 you was looking for a blowout, this was the matchup for you. <laughs> I'm just gonna say 28 to two because I'm pretty sure you know who already won. Cena Cena was better off getting eliminated. He was better off getting eliminated before because again, like I said earlier, when we when the four brackets were put together, you can make a case that two of them were guaranteed heavy favorites to get to the final four and being that Cena was in the same bracket with The Rock if he was to get to the Elite Eight against The Rock it would be a landslide victory for The Rock what was the score again? 28 to 2 out dang well it does not surprise me one bit that the people's champ won because you know I spoke about this before you have to go through the evolution of the characters that the guys had. The Rock, you know, had the Rocky Maivia character before he, he went to the nation of domination, eventually becoming the leader. It was during his time as the, as the leader of the nation, that's where his promo skills really got better. And they only got better when he became the corporate champion, and then became the people's champion, and then had the, uh, the Hollywood heel character. So, the, after everything The Rock's done and all of his characters, everybody remembers something. Like, obviously, you guys know, like, you know, my favorite my favorite uh, Rock Hill promo is obviously the one, in, the, the famous one in Toronto. You guys know which one I'm talking about. There's also the one where, you know, he was the special guest referee, and then, you know, you guys know one, two, three. I mean, one, two, it doesn't matter if The Rock counts to three. Like right. I was saying, the glasses never, the gla- I, I can't help it, but the glasses never fell. But that's too but, but as far as the corporate from the corporate champion, I think when he was cutting that promo on mankind, like, that that was usually like I think that was the best one. So if he was cutting a promo on Stone Cold at the time, that's what I remember the most. As, as far as the nation, I really don't remember, honestly. I don't think I watched wrestling when he was a member of the nation. The Rock takes care of his bracket. So as Dre said when we begin. The two top seeds took care of their bracket. Flair took care of his. The Rock took care of his. The other two, they made it to the Elite Eight, but they got off still. Dusty Rose was taken out by Stone Cold Steve Austin. And Hope Hogan was taken out by Macho Man Randy Savage. Are we satisfied with the final four? Oh, I know I am. Well, I mean, I'm so obvious. I'm obviously not really happy that Roddy Piper didn't make it, but. But it is what it is. Hey, Rick's the top C for a reason. Okay. I mean, he's, he's the, lead, the leader of the four horsemen, so... I mean, who was, okay. the, who was the who, who was the number one overall? Right, Oh, okay, 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 okay. I, I don't think we ever... I, I don't think we ever asked that question. Thing, that was the first name I put on the list. <laughs> There you have it, and uh, I know Alex is not at his laptop at the moment, so, but I'm pretty sure, Dre, you can pull up the brackets, can you? Shit. My shit acting up right now, so right now, I'm just doing this on the fly. I'm doing this on the cuff. And I'll take care of this, then. Mm. Oh. 
You know, Flair, Flair went through Ron Simmons, Mick Foley, The Undertaker, and Roddy Piper. Mm. Austin went through Superstar Billy Graham. No, take that back. No, Bray Wyatt. No, Brand Corbin first, then Bray Wyatt, Jake the Snake Roberts, and Dusty Rose. Mm. Macho Man, Mark Henry, Samoa Joe, Paul Heyman, Hope Hogan. And The Rock went through Steven Richards, Jason DeBarger, <laughs> Jim Cornette, and John Cena. Now, for those of you who are looking to recall how the votes took place in those matches, you can go to the website, theplaymakersblog.com, because I laid all that out there for you. Uh, how all four made it to the final four with the numbers. So, Alex, what was your favorite bracket? You know, probably the flare one, to be honest, because let's be honest, if it, when you think of professional wrestling, it's the legends from back then that really come to your mind, even though we didn't. Unfortunately, we didn't watch them in their prime. At least, you know, for me, the Attitude Era really—that's where I, I came in the picture. But I've gone back and watched tapes. But you gotta like the authenticity of, of the brackets when when they have a name from the, when wrestling was actually huge. I mean, WWE compared to what it was today. I mean, I mean, I, you can't even compare it. It's horrible today. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you guys are enjoying the content they're, they're promoting now, but. I mean, I, I sure as hell, I'm not really, but I'm I'm I, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'm not even gonna hold you. I'm hardly hardly even tuned in. And if it and if I am, it's only SmackDown. It, it's, it's it's only SmackDown that I'm interested in. Yeah, that's pretty much the only thing. The, the whole thing with Roman Reigns and then the his then Jey Uso. Yeah. We can get into that. We can get into that because that's what is this Sunday. But you said the Flair bracket, so we had Ric Flair, Roddy Piper, Eddie Guerrero, Razor Ramon, La Champion Chris Jericho, Johnny Gargano, Vince McMahon, The Undertaker, just to name a few. I mean, it's the I mean, I'll, I'll look at see exactly all the big names: Chris Jericho. Oh, the Roddy Piper, Eddie Guerrero, I mean, Eddie Guerrero for <laughs> for one. That's the Flair bracket. Dre, what was your favorite bracket? I have to agree with Alex. I think the Ric Flair bracket. I gotta, I, I gotta agree. I, I have to agree with all those names that you just mentioned. I have to agree with Alex. I think the Ric Flair black bracket was very interesting. Again, I still wasn't surprised that he got out the final four. I mean, he, he got out, he got he got to the final four, but just to have all of those names all in the same bracket, that 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 that's a bracket that's very dangerous. And luckily for the Nature Boy, he was able to get out of there unscathed. He did bleed a little bit though, you know, you know, he jammed up a little bit. He showed he could bleed, but. He got out of there, and now he's in the final four. But yeah, I gotta agree with Alex. I think Flair's bracket was was what was, was definitely my favorite. I'm gonna surprise y'all. Hogan bracket was my favorite. I mean, when you put Hulk Hogan, 
Christian almost caught Hogan slipping. Velveteen Dream. The King Lawler. Xavier Woods. Booker T. Kurt Angle. Miz Edge. Heyman. Joe. Macho Man. It would have been my favorite if Booker T would have advanced. Being that he didn't, can't make that my favorite bracket. He got to 2016. Nah, he, he, he needed to get, he needed to take out who I needed him to take out. <laughs> you knew that wasn't gonna happen. I need, I, I needed him to take, I needed him to take Hogan now. If he'd have got him out, then that would have definitely been my favorite bracket. Cause he did what I needed him to do, but it didn't happen. Hey, didn't when you get Jerry King you was on the edge. You was like, I don't know, man. This, this, this might be. This might. This might go either way. Yeah, man. Well, Jerry, Jerry King Law was no slouch. I mean, the, the what we know about Jerry Lawler is is from the commentary. I mean, we, like you know, during the days, you know, I mean, his big years was when wrestling was a regional thing. Like he was wrestling in Tennessee and all those other territories so i mean it's probably extremely hard to go find tape of him uh, find all those old tapes i mean technically videos if they're on youtube but since we're using the old school term i mean if, to find jerry Lawler's tapes from back then you can't find them on youtube at least not in good quality yeah that's just how old jerry Lawler is career that started like back in 1970. all right you guys love the fair bracket? Sounds good. Now, we get to the final four. On one side, since my man Alice is the historian of the group, the Nature Boy Ric Flair, Macho Man Randy Savage. You know what? Here, here's a prediction that may be the most realistic. If Ric Flair beats Roddy Piper, he's probably he's definitely going to beat Macho Man. He's endorsing Ric Flair, Dre. Huh? He's endorsing Ric Flair. Let's see. He, well, wasn't, the, he wasn't the not... overall see for nothing. He would. He, he wasn't the number one. Over, he wasn't the number one over. Oh, he wasn't the number one over. Um, number one C for nothing. So, I can definitely, I can, I can definitely see Flair getting the dub in this and getting to the title match. I mean, it's like I said. If, if he beats Roddy Piper, then you know, I mean, he's probably more than capable of beating Macho Man. Do y'all know which WrestleMania we're talking about here? What about what? Rick Flair and Macho Man faced each other at WrestleMania. They did? Which one? It wasn't the okay, it wasn't the first. Yeah, I don't which one was it? WrestleMania 8. Wow, I was gonna say seven. Rick Flair was the champ and Macho Man was the challenger. And by the way, this will give you a hint of what was going on. Miss Elizabeth was in the middle of it. Who won that match? Macho Man became world champion. Was he a heel? Was he a heel at the time? 
Rick Flair's the heel. Okay. Because Rick Flair brought up brought up some some old photos of him and Miss Elizabeth together, and he used it on Macho Man. She was mine before she was yours. So Miss Elizabeth was on Space Mountain. <laughs> That's why I was in a host. Cause when you do your research, you find out some stuff. Yes, WrestleMania 8 rematch. Where history repeats itself. We will see. And then, Dre, Mr. Dre, Mr. Dre. Do I even need to tell you the other side of the of this? You don't have to, but being that we're doing this, it's only right to be mentioning. I ain't gonna say no WrestleManias. I ain't gonna say no paper. I'm just gonna say attitude error all over again. Because on one side, you have the Texas Rider Snake, the toughest SOB, raising hell, Stone Cold Steve Austin against those jabroni beating, pie eating, trailblazing, eyebrow raising, gonna whoop some candy ass to rock. Oh boy. Shit just got real, fellas. Even more real. This was a tight this this was title match worthy. But we gotta get it in the final four. Gotta, we, we gotta, we, we, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get it in the final four. This right here should have been, this right here should have been the title match. But the way the brackets were set up, this, this is how, you know, this, 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 this is how it be. So they gonna have to thug this out. This reminds me of when, um, I don't, I, I, I don't know if y'all, I don't know if y'all remember this, um, when the Fab Five was together I believe it was their second I think it was their second year together before they um who was it I believe they played I think they played Kentucky in the semi in, in the national semifinals and wound up playing Carolina in the national title game and they felt like going into the Kentucky game, it was like the national title game. So with this match here with Rock and Austin, this right here is title game worthy. Not semifinals, but hey, it is what it is. And I cannot wait to see where people is going to pick this. It's going to be a bunch of motherfuckers that's going to give us a hard time with this. I already know. Where do you pick? Where do you go? How do you decide? You gotta do this one last. You can't do this one first. Like this, like, 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 you know how Final Four, they have one game at five something and then they have the second game at eight something? Well, Macho Man and Rick Flair, they're the opening act. Rock and Austin is the headliner. That gotta, that, that, that gotta be the last one posted. That can't be the first one. I agree. This is gonna be fun. Oh my! 
I'm torn. I, I, I'm torn. I, I, I really don't know where this is going. I, 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 I honestly do not know where this is going. We talking about one of the greatest rappers in wrestling history. Definitely top five. Definitely. At least for me. I mean, for me, it's definitely top five. Who knows? Hell, it may. Who knows? It might even crack my top three. I mean, I can't even decide who who's the favorite. I can't. I just can't do it. Well, the favorite for what? what, what well, the favorite for me, just being because of his seeding, I'll say The Rock because he was the number one seed. He was number one in his bracket. Austin was what? Number two in his? He was three. Oh shit! Oh, so so yeah, so yeah. Just just off the seating, I'm gonna give The Rock the benefit of the doubt and say he's the favorite because he was he, he was number one in his in, in in his ranking. I mean his bracket. So obviously he was number one in his bracket, and I'm quite sure he was higher than Austin overall with the ranking. So yeah, for that I'll give the edge to The Rock. I'll say he's the favorite. That gives it more of a reason. For Austin to stomp a mud hole in him and walk him dry and get to this title match. He already did it twice out of three times. <laughs> That's the part I don't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phil Colts two and one against uh, is against the Rock at WrestleMania. But he lost. But he lost the last time they went at it. Phil Colts lost. But you know what? It, it took like what four Rock bottoms to beat him. Come on out here, Rock. Let me shake your hand. <laughs> I know there's a lot of appreciation, man. I just want to shake your hand like a man. That's what he knew he was done for for the career. <laughs> Thanks to Eric freaking Bischoff. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was Austin's last match. Yeah, it was. Yeah. just the way the match itself went it really was I mean they, it, it was really a highlight of, of those guys' career of, the, of their history and then the way it ended when Rock was talking to Austin and basically you know thanking him or whatever I remember Earl Hebner was trying to intervene and I think the Rock pushed him and like yo get the fuck out the way like I'm talking to him right now we have our final four. It's going to be interesting to see how this goes. Do we go with the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, willing, dealing, son of a gun with flair? Or the Macho Man Randy Savage, the cream of the crop. You know, the cream always rises. And on the other side, will it be that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. Or will Rock turn that microphone, shine it up real nice, and stick it straight up Steve Austin's ass? That's <laughs> really. It's gonna be fun. This is gonna get a lot of votes. This one might break. This one, this one here might be the most. You might get the most votes 
for this one right here. We'll see. But before we get out of here, let's do a little bonus special, fellas, because if my memory serves me correct, there's a pay-per-view Sunday. And I believe it's called Hell in a Cell. Now, we all watch Hell in a Cell matches, correct? Sure I've watched, yeah. I mean, I haven't, been, I haven't been watching the ones lately, but but if there's a Hell in a Cell match this Sunday I'm looking forward to, I think you guys wouldn't know which one I'm talking about. It involves a certain fighter that Dre is very fond of. I mean, I'm fond of her, too. It's not present. We have three Cell matches. Yeah, but there's only one I'm really interested in. Well, actually, no, two, 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 two. I'm just in all three. No, nah, I'm only interested. I'm only interested in two. Because let's see, let's start. Let's go ahead and let Dre have this one because we finally was waiting for the rivalry to begin, and it's now here. The SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey against the Boss Sasha Banks. Inside hell in the cell. Yes. How are we feeling? I'm, I, I'm feeling great. I'm, I'm feeling great. This is what I wanted. I wish that this pandemic wasn't here so that fans could be able to witness this shit live. Because uh, amen to that. Listen, if, if 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 history if history serves me correct, the last two times that these women have been in that ring together one on one, you can make a case that they've delivered some of the greatest women matches. In fact, fuck that. I'm not even gonna say women's matches. I'll say greatest matches in WWE history. When them two get in the ring together, like their chemistry is top shelf and the fact that they're best friends in real life it makes it even better it's like triple h and Shawn michaels like they're best friends so when they jumped in the ring together they was able to show out they they, they was able to trust each other they had that chemistry we're gonna get there in this hell in the cell with sasha and bailey bailey doesn't have no experience in hell in the cell sasha does but I think it's time that Bailey's title run comes to an end anyway. She's had it long enough. I've, I I was glad when she won the belt. I'm glad she had it for this long. I love it. I, I love her heel run. I know there's some people that don't. I love it. I felt like it was about damn time that she got it. And she hasn't looked back. But yeah, I think now it's time for the boss blueprint to now be crowned the new SmackDown Women's Champion and that's gonna happen that hell of a cell. No the, diggity, no doubt. The blueprint on the blue brand. You know, Sasha and Bailey prove a point with their chemistry. Just like Becky Lynch and Charlotte. Like, the girls they can put on a hell of a show too if you just give them the chance. I mean, you know, honestly, I do not like the fact that these girls were once called divas. I mean, they're not divas, all right? They're female fighters that work their ass off and risk their life just like the men's do, but they don't get the same TV time as the men's do. Sasha Banks, she knows her crap just as, as Bailey. okay? If she wins the title on Sunday, great. But part of me says, you know what, if they're building her up to give her her main event push at WrestleMania, if she wins the title at WrestleMania against Bailey, 
I would be all for that, but I think it's it's not only should Sasha have the belt put on her, but for God's sake, let her hold it for a fucking long time. I mean, it's not fair. I mean, I get it. It's not, it's not like she, I mean, yeah, they put the belt on her briefly, but still, I mean, come on. Sasha has the chemistry. She has charisma. I mean, she's got a unique character. I mean, she's an, she's an amazing talent. She's worked her ass off. She's been patient. That's what the, that's what WWE always tells her. Just be patient. Just be patient. We got plans for you. I'm like, well, come on. It's about time. She's been on the roster for like five freaking years now. I mean, how much humiliation? How much bury? You know, getting buried does she need to suffer now? Enough of it. You know, give the boss her push. Yeah, man. I, th- I think it's time. I think it's time. It's gonna have to be. It's gonna have to be now because I know who's coming behind. I got a feeling who's coming behind her. Coming behind who? Sasha? Yes. I'm waiting yeah, on this moment to come so she can get her belt. Because she should have got one in NSC, but she, they didn't give it to her. Don't worry. She'll get the SmackDown title eventually. I'm waiting well, on Well, listen. As long as as long as it as long as it's who I think you're talking about, I'm okay with it. You know who exactly who I'm talking about. As long as long as it's the EST, I'm oh, all for it. We, huh? Of WWE. Oh, you, I'm waiting on Bianca Belair to get her right. I'm waiting on. Oh, well, 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 as long as it's her, then I'm good. As long as, as, as long as it's her, I'm okay. She should have she, she, she had an NXT title run. She should have. So now that she didn't get one, the only right is she get it on the main roster. It's just like Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch didn't get the W. She didn't get an NXT women's title run while she was down there. She had to wait till she got to the main roster. Hell in the sets number uno. Hell in the sets number two. Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, WWE Championship. <clears throat> Every, I'm not gonna lie to you, Dre. Every time they give Randy Orton another opportunity, I feel like your prediction is coming true. And I think this is the one right here. Oh, 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 oh you think he's gonna get the dub in this? He Drew beat him twice already. I don't, see, I, I don't see Randy losing three in a row. You finna put now you finna give him a hell in the cell match? That match that Randy Orton is very familiar with, by the way. And Drew McIntyre has never stuck inside Hell in the Cell. Until this past Monday. Not for nothing. I haven't been impressed with his title running anyway. I haven't. Maybe the pandemic got something to do with it, but listen, Randy Orton is Randy Orton. Come I have, this. I have, I have no objection with him if, being title official. If the so pandemic happened, go ahead. if huh? the pandemic happened, and everybody was there to see Drew McIntyre knock out Brock Lesnar, I don't think Raymond James Stadium would have been Raymond James Stadium anymore. That would have been dope for them to witness him take that shit off him. That would have been dope. Yeah. The fucking pandemic had to ruin it. Yeah, it, it ruined a lot of shit. Yeah, it fucked up a lot of shit. 
I enjoyed you McIntyre's run as champion. But now, you finna get Randy on another shot. I'm like, at some point, y'all finna put it on Randy. Yeah, yeah. Every time the charm, ain't that what they say? Now we doing Hell in the Cell. I really don't see him lose. I mean, if he lose, then he must be going on a hell of a... If, if, if RKO is going to lose, he must be going on a hell of a vacation after this. Gotta be. Bearman, what you got anything for Drew McIntyre and you in three? Well... I haven't been putting up much about that rivalry. I mean, it's, I, I mean, it's like I said, I don't, I pay very little attention to WWE now. But as far as Drew McIntyre goes, it is sad that his WrestleMania moment had to come at a very, you know, it had to be ruined because of you know stupid, you know, coronavirus. But I mean, I remember when Drew McIntyre, I, I, when he first came, you know, he had the Intercontinental Title run. He was considered the chosen one, and then he became a jobber. Then eventually, 3MB got released came back to NXT and then apparently you know he had the NXT title run we thought I guess the, the future they would finally actually give him a push comes back has that alliance with Dolph Ziggler and then nothing happens I was like damn it they just buried him again man but then it changed so I was like you know what Drew McIntyre if the fans are still happy with McIntyre they gotta keep the belt on him I mean, he's gone through too much you know to, to have to drop the belt in the hell in a cell to Randy I mean I respect Randy but and I'm sure Randy probably has to feel somewhat the same way. I mean, yeah, Randy—he knows that Drew worked so hard and had to go through so much crap you know, and humiliation, you know, to get to this far, to get to this far. So, I think it's best for business to to have Drew McIntyre win. And then that brings us to Hell in the Cell number three, the most personal Hell in the Cell match that we are going to see. It's already bad enough as hell in the cell, okay? But we throwing a I quit matching this too? It's Jay Uso, the one man who hasn't acknowledged the tribal chief Roman Reigns. I'm gonna start with Alice first. When I watch whether it was Night of Champions. When, usually when you say a match made you feel uncomfortable is a bad thing, right? Yeah. This match, however, was uncomfortable. But the storyline makes it all make sense. Sure, what's going on, obviously. I mean, obviously, Roman and Jey Uso were actually... They're, they're obviously they're, they're cousins, I know that, because of the Samoan dynasty. But... Jay Uso had his first ever singles title match in his whole career. And it's for the biggest prize in the business. And it's against your family. It's against your cousin. Your cousin been at the top. You just start, basically. And Roman Reigns said, yo, I love you. I have to draw the line here. And I'm with state at the top. We we got you the title shot that you wanted. But you cannot take it off me. 
I'm the leader. Not only the leader of the WWE. Not the leader of the locker room. I'm the leader of the family. Dre, this is personal. And I love every minute of it. Like, I, like listen. Like, what, like, when I said earlier that I only watch SmackDown, this is the reason why. The storytelling... The story for some of these matches in Hell in a Cell on the SmackDown side just wipes the floor with everything that's going on on Raw right now. Everything. Just take Bailey and Sasha, Roman and Jay Uso. Just take their two. Just, just take those two matches. They kill everything on the Raw roster currently right now. Even the Hurt Business. And I'm enjoying what they're doing, but... What Sasha and Bailey have been able to do and hold that women's division down, not only just for Raw, but just for SmackDown as well. And what Jay Uso and what Roman are doing, top shelf. Phenomenal. I love it. I love it. And that's why I say right now, remember back, remember, remember a year or two ago, Stephanie Shane was always going back and forth on which show was the A-side. Well, right now, in my honest opinion, the blue brand is the A-side right now, currently. In my honest opinion, when was the last time when the last time Raw was the A? I don't care what they say. When was the last time Raw was the A show? Even when they're trying to make it seem like SmackDown was the B show. Not to the fans. The fans were tuning in SmackDown. I mean, from 2002 to 2006, both shows were great, but SmackDown sometimes got even... Sometimes SmackDown was a bit better. We had, like, Eddie Guerrero, JPL, Rey Mysterio, Kurt Angle. I mean, that's when SmackDown was at the peak. And then, you know, in 2002, 2003, when Vince McMahon had the evil boss character constantly there, and when Brock Lesnar was just getting started, I mean, SmackDown was really at the top of its game. Paul Heyman was the head writer for SmackDown. Three Hell in the Cell matches. Unprecedented. Two of them personal. No, I'll take that back. All three of them personal. Yeah, all three of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say all three of them are personal. All three of them personal. Because what happened to Randy Orton that night in Champion was funny to me. It was funny as hell to me. Yeah, all three of them are personal. But when you throw a Hell in a Cell I quit match. You know, Alex, when you and Chris Reyes do y'all show, I get to the I quit matches. Y'all can throw this in there. I have to, I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, Rexy's gonna want to do just that. Cause this is a this is a first, a stipulation on top of a stipulation. First of all, Helen says it's already made brutal by itself. Now I don't need to pin you. I don't need to submit you. I don't need to beat the hell out of you till you say I quit. And all three of us are males, and we know that's like the most damning phrase that can come out your mouth. I quit. Can't wait. Cannot wait. And I don't work this weekend either, so I'll definitely be watching. I'll definitely be told then. I'll be getting out just in time for it. I might get off early. Who knows? But there you have it. I gave you. Gave you some Hell in the Cell talk. 
after we did what we needed to do first and foremost and get you ready for the final four. One more time. Alex, what's one of our final four matches? Stone Cold versus The Rock. Drake, what's our other one? Old Nature Boy Ric Flair against the Macho Man Randy Savage. Y'all be ready. Two matches. Who's going to get to the title game? Who's going to get to that championship round? We'll find out soon enough. Until then, out in Texas, Fairman of Texas, catch him if you're a Cowboys fan because he's killing Cowboys talk. My goodness. It's all about proving a point. I'm doing what those radios don't freaking do, man. I'm just telling you like it is. I'm not going to sugarcoat nothing. This seems awful. I don't even see it. Oh, okay. You want you want a preview? I don't see him winning a game for the rest of the year. And yeah, I did just say that. Did did you catch that, Drake? What? Did you hear what he just said? Nah, what he said? Cause I did. Did you just say the Cowboys ain't gonna win another game? I don't see it happening. I can't. Come on, there's no offensive. There's no offensive line. That defense couldn't stop a freaking Pee Wee team for God's sake. Hmm. Yeah, hey. people. Wow. Well, disclaimer. Well, 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 disclaimer. For my next episode, which I actually dropped earlier today, episode 150, Sportsway with Dre Day podcast. When I did my um game picks, I actually did pick the Cowboys to beat the team with no nickname. So hopefully they do get the win, because what what's going on with the Cowboys right now is very pathetic, but. Hey, I love it because that's how much I hate them. I, I I love the torture that's going on with these fans right now. I love it. So, Cats Cowboys talk. Enjoy, yeah, you enjoy it, all right. It makes it makes it makes my night complete seeing them lose. Even though I picked them to win, I picked them to win, but I don't mind them losing though. So. Y'all, y'all check that out. Cause he's doing it. He, he's doing it over there. I'm not gonna front. When I looked at the numbers, I'm like, damn, he over there killing me. Jeez. Gotta keep going, man. Gotta do what it takes. Even in a bad season. It's like I said, it's because I'm not doing what the radio does. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be held back. I'm not gonna be scared. And, I'm not gonna go and, and live with a mentality saying you can't go on the radio and say that Cowboys suck. Like, well, they fucking do. So I'm sorry for the language, but they fucking suck. Stop telling me to lie to the fans. I mean, come on. I'm a, we're journalists. We're supposed to tell the story. We're supposed to tell it like it is, right? <laughs> there you go. Like my boy Dre just said out in Brooklyn. Sports way with Dre Day. He just dropped his. I'm pretty sure. He talked about what happened to Aaron Rodgers this past Sunday. Oh, absolutely. Mason feel real good. Yeah. Gave the Packers their first loss of the season. And Aaron Rodgers threw two picks. Not one, two picks. I caught it. I said he was going to throw an interception that game. I didn't think he would be two. I didn't think he would be two. But I did say that Tampa was going to force him to throw an interception. And I was right. And now you get to go to Vegas. And that's for me. The LA Rams fan over here. Dropped my episode today too. 
didn't get a chance to promote it like I wanted to, but I can do that tomorrow. Because we don't play the Monday nights. And we got damn Nick Foles and damn Bears coming into town. Mm. After we just lost to the San Francisco 49 Mm. You know, one of the biggest subjects in football to talk about is that Ryan Fitzpatrick got badly disrespected. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I, I'm. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I was. I, I was very on the fence with that because I mean, I get it. You draft two or five. You're not trying to have that boy sit down. You want to get him. You. You want to get him. In the starting lineup, some way, somehow, this season, but the Dolphins are still—they still in the race for the division. They're only three and three. If Buffalo lose their next game and they win their next game, they're tied for first place. So I don't understand why they made the move now. But this—this—this this, this, this must mean they must have had this in the works already. Dre, you know what you just said right now? Huh? Mind, 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 if I, mind if I give you credit for that? Because you know his first two of his first stars are going to be against? Who, two of them? And Donald. Mm. So once we get done with Chicago on Monday night, we get to take the trip to South Beach and welcome two to the NFL properly. This might this might have been a bad idea. This might have been a bad idea for them to make this move now. If it was later on in the season and they had no business making the playoffs, like what they're six games in. Let's say they was one in five. Then I in this move. But not yet. Because they still got a chance to win the division. And I ain't the biggest Fitzpatrick fan, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it. They got three wins, and he had something to do with those three wins. But again, I mean, if you draft somebody that high, you're not trying to have that boy sit down all year. And they say that he's fully healed, so... Hey, I guess that's why they're in the front office and I'm not. Well, I just gave y'all a preview of what the Nazarene talk will be about. <laughs> so, y'all can look forward to that next week. But, I'm Texas Bear, man. Brooklyn Dre Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The place out right here in Florida. We will catch y'all next time as we prepare for the championship round. Alright. Night everyone and go vote. Every vote counts. And yes, go vote. If you can do it now, go vote. Please. Thank you. Adios. Peace, peace, peace. Be safe. Stay safe. May the force be with you all.